Oh, we are here for another episode of the Sales Confidence Podcast. Uh, my name's James Ski, I'm the CEO and founder of Sales Confidence, and I've got the wonderful Andes Homburg, who is the CRO of Get Accept. How are you, Andes? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. How are you, James? I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. Yeah, uh, the spirit's good. It's half-term school week here, so my kids are <laughs> off school this week, so I've had their nice. money around me. I've just had to lock them away in the back room. Um, while we do this podcast, but it's really good. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah. So my first question is, what what are you most excited about today, Anders? Well, today in general or uh, just actually today? Today or in general? It's up to you yeah, how you answer the it's question. Up no, I was actually looking really forward to this talk, uh, being able to discuss these, uh, these things that we're going to talk about today. And then in general, I have actually a really nice day ahead of me. So I have some interviews. We also have one of the larger deals of the quarter that we are expecting to get close today. So it's a really fun day. And then actually next week is a vacation week for me as well. So, so uh, yeah, good things are happening at the, at the moment. So that's nice. Awesome. Where are you based? In, uh, in Sweden. So I'm oh. in uh, south of Sweden in Malmö, just uh, next to Copenhagen for those that don't know. Awesome. Yeah. Good to know. Um, so first we're going to kick off about understanding you as an individual then we want mm-hmm. to talk about the sales industry, talk about where you get your confidence from as an individual um, and how you think about developing yourself. So the first the first question I've got for you is, what is the first things you think about when you wake up? Yeah, I have I have two kids. Uh, so uh, when I wake up, it's it's autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the everyday stuff with, uh, you know, getting uh, getting breakfast, uh, showering clothes, who's picking up who and so on. Um but I think um, uh, about half an hour into the day, I start to look at the calendar and then I kind of realize what is the most important focus that I'm going to do today and, and what do I want to uh, achieve. So just giving that gl- a glance in the calendar that, that helps to, to get my brain to, to kind of warm up. Um, so that's usually how my, my, my mornings uh, uh, tend to, to play Great. out. Yeah. So you've got balance of family, family focus and then thinking about what, the plan is ahead of you for the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. awesome. Um, where, as a leader, um, and you've been at Get Accept for some time now, where does your motivation and inspiration come from to be a leader? Yeah, I, I try to. I, I get a lot of inspiration from a lot of my colleagues, uh, both uh, our, our management team. We have a really great management team with different uh, different backgrounds and different. Um, experience so we have a lot of discussions that give me a lot of inspiration and then i also try to get external inspiration i listen to a lot of podcasts i'm a big fan of uh, disaster podcasts Uh, i think they're amazing uh, both in terms of uh, leadership and sales and also just in general growth and growing businesses um i tend to uh, i I used to read more books than than i do now to be honest Uh, but when i do i always i always feel like okay that's that's really good inspiration as well so um yep Excellent. a little bit like that yeah like, i like that um the sasta podcast is great and they're bringing yep. back sasta to europe for um the first time in a few years in yep. barcelona later in the year so there's yep. a plug for them. amazing I look, forward, I, I look forward to getting over to barcelona um yep. what what was your very first experience of sales i um well, my dad was uh, uh, working in sales when he was uh, active, so I guess that that kind of influenced me a lot. Uh, but um, individually, my first 
job as a sales was actually a part-time job when I was just 18. I, I got my driver license and then I managed to get a job selling ice cream from ice cream truck. Wow. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was a really, really fun driving around different neighborhoods, you know, ringing the bell and then different people came and then you had to kind of get them to buy the, and we had this kind of classic package that we have the best uh, best margins on instead of them buying the just the small ones. Uh, so it gave me a lot of energy and but it, although it, it was also my first failure, I would say, because uh, at the end of one of my shifts, I was parking the, 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 the truck in the garage and somehow I closed one door and then another door opened because of the pressure and I closed <laughs> down and then the manager called me the, the next day. What have you done? There's ice cream all over the floor. So, yeah, he didn't call me back anymore. So I guess that uh, I got sacked from my first sales job. So oh, <laughs> great experience, though, selling ice cream. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's the, that's the best story I've heard about someone's first experience in sales. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, thinking about your career, you've obviously, you know, gone through different stages of your career mm-hmm. um, to get to where you are now. What, yep. what's, made, what's made you successful at each stage of your career? Well, if we start in the um, in the first ones, I think um, I think my first real uh, sales leader uh, is a is a big factor. I think it's so important in the early days of your career to have a a mentor and a leader that that you really um, look up to and that gives you that kind of base. Uh, and I think everyone in sales have that person that they can re- look back to and it's like that is the person who who gave me my, my founding uh, years of sales. So for me, it was a person called Stefan. So uh, hi, Stefan, if you're listening. Um, and he was really, yeah, he was really good. He, he showed me a lot of uh, how it is to be a good leader, how to create a team, but also all the kind of tips and tricks on how to ask questions, how to negotiate, how to build rapport, how to set next step, all of those kind of classic things that that, that you need. So um, yeah, I think that was a, a founding a, a big, big part, and then um, uh, I, I, I want to say that I, I, I want to have a, a a view of myself that I continue to learn. So it's really hard for me to say that I've been successful or not because I, I feel like I'm just in the middle of some some kind of growth here. Uh, so we're not uh, we're not done yet. Um, so I think that hopefully that that attitude has been something that has uh, led me to where I am today, at least. So let's see where 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 this career uh, ends. Yeah. Very modest and great humility. Thank you for sharing, Anders. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the company. What 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 is Git Accept? What yeah. did Git Accept do? Yeah. So we are a uh, we're we're building a platform. We're building a digital sales room platform, meaning that we help salespeople out there, especially B2B, to at the end of the day, close more deals. So what we do is that we help them to keep their prospects engaged throughout the buying process, um, involve all the stakeholders, and yeah, really create that best buyer experience by adding video and chat uh, into a, a, yeah the normal way of doing business, so to say. Yeah, that's what we Brilliant. do. And from a, from a, from a you know, there's going to be a lot of people listening that might be considering um get accept as a place to work what what's yeah. special about get accept what's the dna in your company that makes it a special place to work yeah i think the, the one that thing that stands out is that we are i mean we we, we are building a sales tool uh, and we love sales so sales is just in our dna uh, and it all comes back to the founding years when our four founders were 
they're from Sweden, all of them, but the, the company is based out of US and they were sitting in the early days and they were working towards the US market during daytime. And then uh, during nighttime, they were, were calling uh, European customers. So I really think that that set the tone. So all we do is talk about sales, how we can sell ourselves and how we can reach our targets and develop, of course, but, but also more importantly, how we can help our customers to sell with our tool. Uh, so um, if you love sales uh, and uh, really want to dive into that, I think we are the place to work at. Brilliant. And what's the ambition of the company? I mean, where are you looking to take GetAccept from a growth perspective? Yeah. So we, I mean, our, our ambition is to to change how B2B sales is done globally. So we want to be a global beast with total world domination. That's sometimes what we say. <laughs> so we have very, very high ambitions. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it feels like we're just getting started. Uh, we're 180 employees now, and I've uh, grown to that over the last uh, five years. So it's heading in the right direction. Uh, and it's really, really exciting now with this new category digital sales room that is being created uh, because of, yeah, of course, remote way of working and selling is really driving uh, the need for tools like us. So there's a, there's a big big and exciting future coming. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed that you've created the category on G2 for the digital mm -hmm. sales room. So it's really cementing your positioning in the marketplace now of owning yep. a category that you're creating and starting to dominate that, which is fantastic. Yep. Um, okay, a bit about sales now um, and your own experiences. What, what, what book has had the most impact on you in your sales career? Yeah, there's a... Um... There's a couple of books that, that I think, I mean, now I think uh, the, the more kind of leadership books are the ones that uh, affected me the most. So um, the five dysfunctions of a team is a big, big favorite of mine. I don't know if you've read it, James, but uh, it's, no. a, it's a story. It's a sm rather small book, but it's a story about a new CEO coming into a Silicon Valley company that is really dysfunctional. And then she, she goes through different stages and she, she basically rebuilds the whole team. Um, so it's a lot of kind of uh, like uh, things happening that, that I think we can relate to as sales leaders there. Uh, so that's one. And then, of course, um, predictable revenue from Aaron Ross is it, it has a, a few years under the belt now. So maybe some parts are a little bit outdated, but it's, it's one of those kind of founding books that everyone needs to read, if you're, especially if you're in SaaS. Um, so, so those are two. And then I, I, I like uh, thinking fast and slow. Uh, yeah. how, about how, how how our human brain works and how we sometimes can trick ourselves into believing certain things are true, when, but, but it's actually not. It's just our kind of brain trying to help us, but it's actually not uh, all the time. Brilliant. So Brilliant. Those are three that, that I come to think about. Thank you for those examples. That's excellent. Um, talking about now the type of people that you attract or obviously building out a large sales organization in the way that you have, You've experienced some good salespeople and not so good salespeople. And what do you think it is about the salespeople that makes them the best type of salespeople? Who who are the best type of salespeople you come across in your career? Yeah, uh, one thing uh, I really, really think that the coachability part is the most crucial part. And to me, the coachability is also about having a this mindset of, of continuous learning. Uh, I mean, who knows what the world will look like in five to 10 years and the way that we do business might change rapidly uh, with, with technologies uh, erupting and changing everything. So being able to adopt, learn new things um, 
uh, I think is, is the most important one, Wh whether you're in the early stage of, of your career or, or whether you're a super senior. Um, then I like, for me, we, we have had the most success with people that have a certain energy. It doesn't mean that you need to be a super extrovert and, and just kind of talk all the time. Uh, we have many that are more introvert that are doing really, really well as well. But they have a certain energy that they have a positive aura uh, around them. Uh, and I think that's really, really uh, something that we try to find. Yeah. And then, then um, we also, it's not so much always about the, that specific individual. It's, it's a lot about the team that we're building. So some teams might need some type of person that is the perfect fit to that team. Um, and, and, and another team needs a completely different person. So we're trying to build really good teams and a, a, a great performing company rather than having maybe the most, the, the best individual persons, right? So um, so we look in the, and, and then we try to be scientific as well. So we use a lot of um, tests and they do different kind, kind of uh, surveys and so on. So so we don't, uh, yeah, only go for our gut feeling and, and, and create a diverse team that, that has different uh, elements in them. I like that approach. What what tests do you use? I guess people will be wondering, is there any examples of the tests that you use? Yeah, I, I don't actually know the name of it, so maybe I should know. Uh, but it has it has uh, some some types of uh, personality tests within it. And then there's also a mental ability test to, to see kind of how, how fast you are maybe picking up information and how fast you will be able to learn new things. So right. It's a combination of, of, of like intelligence and, and, uh, and speed and, and also your personality and what you kind of yeah, how you perceive change and what you what you prefer if you are yeah, in, I, in two different options. Yeah. I liked when you talk about the energy and the aura. Do you do you think that's something that is natural for people, or is it something that you can develop that energetic aura? I definitely think it can be enhanced. Uh, I think it can be affected uh, for sure. But then I think also everyone has a certain base level, and and if you're maybe yeah. If you're constantly trying to adopt your personality into something that you're not, then you're probably wasting a lot of energy into just switching that personality. And at the end of the day, you might be, you know, totally <laughs> you just go home and you go to bed each day, yeah. uh, not feeling energized. So, so I think there are some parts you can you can develop for sure. Um, but then we have some certain base levels. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you do you have an opinion or? a thought on what the future of sales might look like? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think like 10 years ago, there was a lot of um, uh, research that came out like, okay, the sales profession is dead. It's Everything is going to be sales automation. 80% of all sales reps in the US will be, will be gone in, in five years and so on. But that didn't happen. Now it feels like there's more reps than ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess that I think a lot of, a lot of companies, especially SaaS companies, and we are too, we're a blend of PLG and sales-led, meaning we want to have a certain part of self-led or self-serve element to our sales uh, machinery in our go-to-market strategy. And I think in 10 years, there will be more of that. So the transactional, especially transactional B2B sales will probably be much less than it is today. So I think the sales profession will be more, more and more towards enterprise, more complex selling more about stakeholder management, more about being good at internal teamwork where you as a sales rep gather the resources that you need to get the customer to, to make that buying decision. So more of that kind of consultant 
um, approach where you're helping and, and facilitating a buyer's uh, process rather than pushing a transactional sales and that kind of typical, yeah, let's close the deal mentality. Yeah, That's what I think, but who knows? It's really exciting to see. Well, the great thing about this is it's recorded, so we can look back on this <laughs> yeah, exactly. in five years' time and see what your predictions, if they come yeah. close or not. <laughs> um, what, so what, what advice do you have for salespeople that are looking to build a career in sales, things that they should focus on in their career? Yeah, I, I think going back to where we started this, I think uh, finding a leader uh, is maybe more important than finding a, a company. So, so the one when you do interviews, I mean, interview your leader, uh, ask questions how, how they have developed other persons, what their core values is, uh, why are they working at the company? Just have kind of five or 10 questions that you really want because you, that, that's going to be a vital person for you. Um, and then I think we, we discussed that uh, the other day. Um, I think maybe now that's, that's how I see it, at least that the generation that are now maybe in their 20s that start their careers in sales, um, it's such a high demand for talent, and there's many that poke on the shoulders when you've worked maybe five or six or eight months at a company. I really, my advice is to stay a little bit longer on the first company, especially if you have a leader that you are, are uh, yeah, uh, working well with. I think staying three to six years at the first company that you that really gives you a lot of more insights and deep understanding of how a company is built up, rather than having this, yeah one or two maybe years and then you switch and then you switch. Yeah, you might, you, you might get a, a nicer title and so on, a little bit of nicer salary short run. But I think long, long term, staying a little bit longer, um, that, that, that I think will give you um, the best output in the end. Yeah, I think that's great advice for people. I think loyalty is overlooked a little bit these days because it's yeah. so fast moving in the, in the industry. Um, yeah. But I think it's a great trait to have on your CV that you've demonstrated yeah. your commitment to a company over a period of years. Um, and I also yeah. think choosing the leader is absolutely spot on. Um, you know, the leader is the person that's going to coach you, develop you, protect you as well. Cause yeah. there's a lot of things that go wrong in SaaS companies that are growing fast and you need that protection from a leader that's going to have your back. So yeah. I've always thought about you join a hiring manager, not a company. And so mm -hmm. picking the right hiring manager and the right manager for you is, is really important. That's great advice. Um, so talking a, a little bit about you now as an individual and your confidence and, and where you get your confidence from, um, mm -hmm. where, where do you get the confidence? We're all about sales confidence, right? So where do you get the confidence from to do what you do? Yeah, uh, it's a really good question. Um, for, for me, I think it comes from having experienced failure. Uh, I mean, the, the ice cream story is, is maybe a, a small one, but, but at the end of the day, when you experience some kind of failure, you realize that it's not the end of the world, right? It puts things in perspective. You're going to be okay. Uh, we're doing business here. It's sales. It's, it's all fun. It's actually not the most important thing. I mean, it's not family. It's not, you know, war. I mean, there are things in life that are even more serious. So putting things in perspective, uh, I think that's where I get my confidence. Um, you should go into, uh, if you have like a really important meeting or a big uh, presentation, yeah, you should want to nail it, but not over want it too much. So, so you stress like, oh, it's like your life depends on you getting this deal or not. You should always be prepared to walk away from a deal, I think. 
Um, so, um, yeah, putting things in perspective, I think that that's at least where I get my confidence from. Uh, I don't know if this is the correct answer, but yeah. Well, no, it's your answer and it's good advice. <laughs> um, so, so when when you you talked about the uh, the experience of the ice cream truck um, mm-hmm. and the failure there, but during your career, during your later career, where have you yep. experienced hardship and moments of difficulty that you've had to overcome? Yeah, I, I think like growing a company, no matter what company it is, from outside it looks really well. It's all smiles and party, and then it's like you know, all the graphs are going in the one the right direction. But everyone that has worked in in any company knows that it's a constant battle and it's constant challenges and it's constant failures that you learn from and then you develop. Um, so, but but. One one specific period that I remember quite well that that, uh, that made a lot of um, uh, yeah, impact on me was when I got my first real formal um, leader role. So I was uh, uh, internally promoted um, to a new team, but in the new in the same company. And in that team, there were a couple of really senior reps as well, and some of them had actually applied for that manager role as well. And I came in, and I was 28 years old. And I was uh, supposed to lead this team now. And I did all the mistakes that you can imagine. I immediately had like, this is the playbook I had in my, when I was selling or that we did in the other team. And then I tried to shove them down that and, and yeah, really tried to copy the way that we created motivation in the other team and so on. So um, coming back to one of my favorites book there, The Five Dysfunction, it, it's all about building the trust and then the foundation of having honest conversations and then getting the commitment. And then you can start to talk about the how and, and the goals and the KPIs. So you can't do it the other way around. So that was a big, big learning for me. Uh, it turned out really well, but we had to kind of restart that whole collaboration. Um, and it, uh, yeah, it gave me a lot of insights. And I think that was really valuable and uh, being able to, to, to grow teams in the future and, and not doing it in the same, uh, yeah, with the same mistakes I did there. Great. Thank you for sharing that part of your journey. That's really helpful to get that background and understanding. Um, how, how do you think others can develop their confidence? Uh, I think um, it's, uh, I mean, if you, if you are fortunate not to be in a, in a team where you have an honest feedback culture, getting your team to give you feedback, I think is the, probably the best thing. And maybe, I mean, if you feel like you're low on, on confidence, maybe have them highlight the positive things. So having just someone else highlight the things that you do well, I think that that's an easy thing. And then sometimes I think that we are maybe a little bit too hard on ourselves. So just taking a, a reflection time, uh, maybe looking back 12 months uh, from now, uh, or yeah, from now back into the future, and just writing down the things that you have learned over the past year, you're probably going to find five or six or seven really good learnings that you are better at now or that you have with you that you didn't have 12 months ago. And then just imagine 12 months from now or 24 months from now. I mean, we're on this path. Um, so th- sometimes it feels like we're so focused on here and now and the targets, but just getting that hol- helicopter view uh, sometimes and, and reflecting back on what we're actually progressing towards. Um Hopefully that can give someone a little bit of confidence doing that kind of drill. Brilliant. Um, how do you uh, how do you manage your own health and well being? Yeah, I um, I'm active in uh, in a lot of uh, sports. I play football, uh, not that much anymore, but I still play. Um, and uh, I play 
something called paddle, which is uh, really popular here in Sweden. Uh, paddle tennis. I don't know if they have it in the UK. No, what uh, is it? Help us. Help us. Walk it's a, like a combination of um, squash and tennis, I would say. Okay. Uh, so, so it's yeah, it's really fun. It's really really fun. So I try to play that uh, twice uh, twice a week, uh, something like that, to to keep in form. So it's really it's a really really important part of my um, yeah the overall health for me to have like kind of breaks where your your brain brain just thinks about something else for a couple of hours. Yeah, out of interest, do you mainly you work from home mainly, or are you in the office? How do you split your time? Uh, we are. Um, I, I'm about fifty fifty now. Um, okay. But it's 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 not so much due to COVID. Actually, we're we're our office here in in uh, Malma, our HQ. We're we're uh, growing out of that, so we can't be everyone there at the same time. So we're now in April moving into a brand new office, uh, which I'm really really looking forward to. So then I'll probably spend yeah four out of five days at the office in Malmo, uh, something like that. So yeah, awesome. I, I like the energy that I get from uh, from the office and being there and just having the casual talks with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, so final question I have before we ask what your final thoughts would be. How, how, how do you invest your bonuses in your commission and the upside that you get from, um, from being a, a fantastic sales leader? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's exactly <laughs> that, um, invested exactly, but we're, we're actually we're buying a new summer house, a small summer house here uh, a little bit uh, from from where I'm living, so it's more of an investment. Um, yeah, coming back to family, that yeah. we can go somewhere somewhere else and just uh, chill and relax and do something a little bit differently. So so that's one thing. So I don't yeah. have any extraordinary uh, hobbies or or so on. So yeah. okay, that's cool. Paddle, paddle tennis balls. That's, yeah, uh... <laughs> I'm I'm, go I'm gonna Google that after this or YouTube it to see what yeah, I'll send it you looks a link. like. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Paddle yeah. tennis. Um, so we're coming to the end now of our conversation. This has been fascinating to learn more about you, Anders, and also get to accept. Do you have any final thoughts or anything that you would like to share with the audience that would have just listened through on this podcast? Well, I think I, I think just sales is such a such an amazing uh, amazing to, uh, field to be working in. Uh, I mean, we, we can never be 100% uh, finished with our way of uh, doing it. It's always something to develop. It's a really, really good talent school for both if you want to be a leader or if you want to be more of a working with larger deals and so on. So I think we just, as a sales community, I'm really, really focused on having us being proud of our profession uh, and sharing the good practices uh, among us. So, yeah. And, I agree. Uh, uh, I'm absolutely someone that's an advocate, as you know, of the sales profession. And it's been fantastic yeah. to combine those efforts with Get Accept. And I'm really excited about your continued expansion into the UK and further global domination that you're on um, yeah. track to achieve. That's exciting. It's been wonderful to have a conversation with you, Andes. Um, thank you for joining us on the Sales Confidence Podcast. And I look forward to more opportunities to hear you share your wisdom and speak. Thanks very much. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye.